0: This is St. Peter's Sunday Morning Bible Group, and I'm Pastor Adam. Each week, we record our teaching time to aid you in your discipleship and to help create a resilient faith that is able to respond to the changing landscape of culture and life with the fullness of grace and truth. And hey, if you happen to live in the Columbus area, we would love to see you on a Sunday morning. To plan your visit, head over to our website at stpeterscolumbus.org. That's stpeterscolumbus.org. Here is this week's Sunday Morning Bible Group.
1: We'll start off this week, um, like we have been, with some opening discussion questions. So um, the first one, first question here is, what comes to mind when you hear the term recovery? So this, remember, this, this term does have meanings outside of just mental health too. Um, so discuss that amongst your tables as well. That uh, doesn't have to just be mental health related. The second one, is there a time in your life when you felt that you experienced recovery? uh, And what was that process like for you? And then the third question uh, actually gives a little bit of foreshadowing into what we're gonna be learning today. Uh, When I say the words curing, recovery, and healing, how are those words the same and how are they different? So um, let's go ahead and break out into our table discussions All right, some good discussions going on for sure. I like it. But let's bring it all back to the main group here. So what were some, um, what were some things that come to mind when we hear the term recovery? We sort of
0: walked up to Jan first, but then we went into, first off, physical recovery. Physical recovery. Um, just from illness or injuries or surgery. I mean, we just sort of jump to
1: that. For sure, type yeah. Of yeah. It's a little um, ironic that Jan is currently recovering as <laughs> we're really having
2: this session. This right, right. <laughs> right.
1: I'll have to tell her that, Jan. She, and, cold, she right. really did, yeah. She <laughs> went above and beyond. But good point. Uh, physical recovery, so recovering from um, an injury or uh, a surgery, something like that. Yeah. Anything else?
0: <laughs> we, we talked about also how uh, maybe addiction, mental illness, different recovery path. If there is recovery, but more challenging in a lot of different ways versus a physical injury that mm. a typical healing path. Yeah, that uh, they're more variable. Mm-hmm.
1: And, can certainly look different, yeah, and it depends, of course. But yeah, so recovery, and that's, that's for me what I think of when I first hear the term recovery, but that's because I'm so in the mental health field right now, like going to school for it. So it's when I hear the term recovery, I think addiction recovery, because that's typically in that field when we hear that. That's how it's used. Good, good. How about um, that third question? the differences and similarities between curing, recovery, and healing. We didn't get that far. Didn't get that far, that's all right. There's a lot to discuss. We didn't
3: really get that far, but to kind of go back to number one, we, um, when I think of recovery, just because I've had a couple of surgeries recently, I think of the ups and flows of recovery, of struggle, feeling better, it's never perfect, you're never just completely,
1: um, it's, you know, It's not like surgery, linear...
3: It's not like a linear. Yeah, and it just takes a while to heal, and that kind of brings up like so that if the healing is part of recovery, and it just mm-hmm. kind of goes like this until finally it's kind of like this. But then we talked about like covering a couch, like not covering it up, it's still there, so right? So, like, I'm still healing, but I'm not fixed completely. Yeah, you know, it, I don't know, that
2: was
3: a lot. Yeah, so that, that's a
1: big there's a lot, and there's a lot there too. So, uh, the, the first thing that you said, it's not just a linear. Uh, Progression—it ebbs and flows for sure. Good days, bad days, worst days. Yes.
2: So um, when you talk to alcoholics, you learn it's there. It's a constant, continuous recovering alcoholic. Yes. Therefore, the recovery is a forever ongoing. Yeah. process.
1: Yeah. Great. Great point. So, and, and we'll—I'm probably going to touch on most of these later in class, but that's a great point, is that recovery usually for um, mental health illnesses is, uh, is lifelong, it's it's not something that there's really an end point to, and like you said, alcoholism or, or any substance addiction, it really is pretty much a lifelong um, recovery process. Um, and there was something, oh, it was uh, healing. Healing and recovery, it, it is like uh, kind of like one and the same, they're different terms and they mean different things, but there's definitely a healing aspect to recovery. And we'll get into that as well. So, wonderful discussions. Let's move on. Um, So in this week's session and the video, uh, we'll hear these terms, curing, recovering, recovery and healing, and these three terms are all related. Uh, and sometimes it may even be used interchangeably um, and, and uh, or thought to mean the same thing. Um, but there are actually some important distinctions uh, between these three terms. So let's dive into each of them and learn a little bit more about them. I put a brief outline of these terms in this week's handout. So you guys have um, something there at your tables. And the first one we're going to look at is curing. So, Um, Curing, uh, quite simply, is just the elimination of symptoms. So think of curing a disease, such as the measles, or even something as benign as the common cold. Um, When an individual no longer has any symptoms, they are cured. Um, So we've mentioned in previous weeks the medical model, or medical perspective, to looking at mental health the term curing very much falls in the medical model. Um, But unfortunately, this term is not as fitting for mental health challenges, especially chronic mental illnesses, as we were just talking about, Um, more lifelong, long-lasting things. So think of anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, for example. Uh, these, These are usually lifelong challenges that a person has to live with. So the concept of curing can be unhelpful to these individuals. And if eliminating symptoms is our only goal in mental health care, then very little hope can be offered to individuals with chronic diagnoses. Uh, You may remember the mental health continuum that was introduced to us a couple weeks back. Uh, It reminds us that the absence of illness does not automatically lead to flourishing mental health. There are many factors outside of just symptoms that contribute to our languishing and our flourishing. So simply trying to cure mental illnesses does not sufficiently address the complex dynamics of mental health challenges. So in contrast to curing, Recovery is a dynamic and self-directed journey towards a meaningful life that emphasizes the development of assets rather than just symptom reduction. And this process engages the individual in cultivating the capacity to feel and process their emotions, uh, to think clearly about life, to relate to others in meaningful ways, and to live with hope and purpose, even in the midst of ongoing symptoms. And evidence suggests that people living with mental health challenges actually prioritize this positive process of recovery, more so than just uh, symptom relief. And it has also been shown to be more effective and longer lasting than just treating symptoms alone. To give um, an example of this, let's take a person struggling with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, otherwise known as ADHD. You've probably heard of this disorder before. Typically when we hear ADHD, we tend to think of it being diagnosed in children, which it often is. But more recently, we've begun to recognize um, that it's uh, recognizing it more in adults as well. Um, So for this example, it's an adult with ADHD, may have trouble remembering appointments that they're supposed to be at or uh, trouble remembering to take their medication, uh, or they may lose important things like their keys or important documents or their medications. Um, And so while there are, while medications for ADHD do exist and uh, by themselves can help to reduce some of the symptoms that these folks do experience, For more successful, longer-lasting results, uh, it's actually most effective to also teach these individuals skills. Um, So in this example, helping them with uh, their organization and scheduling, for instance. And once these life skills are learned, it can really help to reduce the impacts the individual feels from their ADHD. So recovery is really about learning new skills and coping mechanisms that allow the person to live well with their symptoms. They're not trying to completely get rid of their symptoms. They're not trying to get back to the way things were before their diagnosis. Uh, And this is an ongoing and dynamic process that really is never finished. The person must continue to follow their treatment plan if they are to maintain their flourishing mental health. that's a great question there are um, certain in the previous few weeks we've gone over the diagnostic criteria for disorders and so for ADHD uh, there are certain diagnostic criteria that you have to meet Um, and in some cases they can look a lot like memory loss um, especially in older age but uh, there are certain details that would make that look a little bit different Lindsay I don't know if you've got something to add to that
2: Yeah, so in your DSM, a lot of the mental health illnesses can kind of mimic each other, especially in kids. Everybody's really quick to diagnose a kid with ADHD, Um, especially right now coming out of COVID. Um, So remembering that just because those symptoms might mimic that or look like that, you have to rule out everything else as well and make sure there's also not a medical reason for it before you give those diagnoses. So... um, Like I said, a lot of things can kind of mimic each other, so using that DSM and really looking at those diagnostic um, reasonings, it has to be for a certain amount of time, Um, and so there's really just kind of a list of criteria that you have to meet, and like I said, a lot of things can kind of mimic each other, so that's where experience and professionalism comes in to be able to say, okay, you know, even though this looks like this, and there's also testing and assessments that you can do that kind of help Um, Formulate those different um, diagnoses.
1: Yeah, thank you. You're
2: welcome.
1: (laughs) Also, I should introduce Lindsay. She's um, an LMH, a licensed mental health counselor associate, right now, right? Or do you have your full? For like a month. Oh, almost. You're almost there. So (laughs) next month. All right. Good luck with that. So she's a licensed mental health counselor here in Columbus, um, and. We've asked her to sit in on this class in case any any questions come up that are a little bit out of my depth So I'm so glad that you're here, and I'm glad that you're able to help me field some of these questions yeah, so. for sure. All right So this next slide let's take a little bit closer look at the process of recovery It's important to remember that every individual's journey is gonna uh, look different and be unique to them. Uh, However, with that said, the same general processes are seen again and again in recovery. So the first is hope. The journey of recovery includes discovering and cultivating hope for the future. That's a big one. The individual is focused on the future as they learn how to live well with their mental health challenge. The journey of recovery also includes establishing a positive sense of identity. The coping mechanisms one learns can help give a newfound sense of accomplishment to the person. It also includes taking personal responsibility for building a meaningful life. If the person wants to continue to experience their flourishing mental health, then they must continue implementing their treatment plan. Recovery also includes pursuing the education and information needed for self-advocacy, self-care, and empowerment. So the individual continues to learn more about their disorder and about themselves in the process. And it also includes developing support systems and engaging in community. The individual's friends, family, and others around them learn how to be there for them in new ways as the individual shares their diagnosis. So that's a little bit of an overview of what the word recovery means and what that process all entails. Moving on to the third term is healing. The word healing can be used in many different aspects. Uh, Sometimes it's not always clear what the difference is between healing and recovery. Is there a difference? Well, to dive into this question, uh, it's necessary to explore the meaning of the term healing. So this term can be used in at least three different ways. Uh, A lot more than that as well, but we'll go through three uh, different meanings here. The first one being miracle. So we've probably all heard of this form of healing before. It refers to the immediate and supernatural instances of curing. In the Gospels, we read about how Jesus healed many individuals during his ministry here on earth. Uh, And as Christians, we absolutely believe in the ability of God to perform miracles. This form of healing is a wonderful gift from God uh, but it is very different from the concept of recovery that we're going through in this session. The second one is natural process. So this refers to the natural processes and resources God has given to humanity such as broken bones mending over time or antibiotics curing infections these are just two examples of the healing grace that infuses our everyday lives. A grace that appears so organically and incrementally we may not even recognize as a divine gift, but it most certainly is. Um, And the journey of recovery is actually an example of this form of healing. So um, to go back to what was brought up a little bit earlier, that Healing is kind of a part of recovery. It's, it's really recovery is just a, f- a different form of healing. So they're kind of like one and the same, very closely related. And the third way that we can uh, look at healing is future promise. So scripture tells us that healing is the ultimate destination of creation. The promise of complete le- restoration is the unique and glorious hope of our faith. On the day when we finally experience this form of healing, recovery will no longer be necessary. As a form of healing, recovery is a natural process available by the grace of God. While it is good to embrace this gift and encourage individuals with mental health challenges to utilize every available resource in their recovery journeys, it's also important to cherish the future hope given to us in Christ. This hope can be a great source of strength to those who are battling feelings of fatigue and discouragement in their recovery. Alright, with that, we're now going to watch this week's video. Um, just a reminder that as you watch it, if anything um, comes up that uh, you want to discuss afterwards or get clarification on or anything at all, um, jot that down. There are, uh, there's space on the back of this week's handout for for that I hope you're enjoying this week's Sunday
0: morning Bible group for more information you can head over to stpeterscolumbus.org there you will find more faith content and you can support this ministry and don't forget if you are looking for that local church and you live in Columbus we would love to see you on a Sunday morning now back to the Sunday morning Bible group
1: so uh, any any really good things that came up at, at your tables that you'd like to share with the, the whole group? Matt, you look like expectant. Well, we,
3: um, just the emphasis on the community, I mean, if you, uh, your environment, I mean, it, it kind of fosters, you know, the five general processes however, if you have the right community, it should hopefully help you in those first four, right? And I I just, real quick, there's a book I read called Atomic Habits, it's a great book, and he talks about people who were in wartime using drugs, and when they came back to the States, very few of them continued that habit, Oh, because their environment was different here Mm -hmm. and over there, but yet here in the, the States, when people are dealing with that, they go to a different environment to get clean and go through their therapy, but yet, what tends to happen a lot when they come back to their Rip, the environment they were in before, they um, in the tent, the, the, the fall, back, in. Yeah, they fall yeah. back. So, that change of environment, change of community in circumstances, I think, is, is huge. And you talked about that. Mm-hmm. And she referenced it too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's She a, went and lived with that couple first, changed her physical environment, exactly. and then the other thing she started layering in. But that first step was getting into a different environment. So, I mm-hmm. think that's a, community's a big deal.
1: For sure, yeah, and just like changing behaviors and habits and stuff, that's a huge part of recovery. It's not just, you know, yeah, going to a center, going through rehab for a week and then like going home, because you're gonna fall back on the same old habits. And I think that, that the, the, the piece about community kind of um, comes into play for all of us, whether or not we're struggling with a mental health challenge or, or someone that we know is, or maybe none of the above, but someday you might come across someone uh, that's kind of where, where our part fits in, is that we can be that um, support system for another person. And that was something that really struck out to me in the video was when she said that, uh, that you are not alone, and that was probably the most important thing for her to hear, but it was also one of the hardest things for her to hear, but that's, um, that's I mean, it's the most important thing that she heard. It's a really important piece of recovery And just being in mental illness um, is just knowing that you're not there by yourself. And that's a really good takeaway from this class, is just, um, you know, don't be afraid to be that lifeline, reaching out to others. Um, Unfortunately, I have to cut it short, because we're out of time. Um, I would like to just close with just a couple of points I wanted to bring up. uh, first, I just want to thank everyone here for, for being here. I know that there was the, the forum going on for the vision, and I knew that that was probably going to pull some attendance. So I'm really glad to see we still have pretty good numbers here. And it just means so much to Jan and I both that we consistently have good numbers showing up each week for this class. It's just amazing, and I, I, I love it all. So uh, joining us again next week, uh, which the class will uh, cover companionship. And uh, speaking of upcoming classes, I'd just like to make you aware of what the schedule looks like in the next few weeks. So next week, the 19th, we will have Bible classes on Sunday, but unfortunately there won't be child care during that time. So if that's an issue for you, um, if, if you want to attend the class and you need to bring your child in here, I'm not going to – it's okay by me. I think it's great. The more the merrier. Um, but then the following week, so that's the Sunday after Thanksgiving, that's the 26th, we won't have any classes. But then we'll start back up the following Sunday, which is December the 3rd. So hope to see you all back then. Um, one more note, uh, Pastor Adam did drop off some of the Transform magazines back there. So on your way out, if you're interested, you can grab those. Um, and then that's it. I'm going to close in close prayer, and then we can be on our way. So let's pray. Father God, thank you very much for giving us this time together here, Um, and thank you so much for the good discussion that we had, um, and just hearing what others had to say, and opening up, and just learning um, all about mental health, and uh, how we can be there to help others. Um, And Father God, we... um, We pray for a speedy recovery for Jan, and we hope that she can be back here to join us very soon. Um, And also we just pray for um, a good rest of the day today and a good week ahead uh, as we go forth to um, serve you and your glory. We pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. Hey, I hope that you enjoyed this Sunday morning Bible group. If you did,
0: be sure to share it and subscribe so we can get you more faith content when it's available. And I want to give a shout out to all people who call St. Peter's home. It is through you that we are able to connect people to Jesus for the first time and keep people connected for a lifetime. We hope to see you next time.